Hi everyone, today we talk about how to get more done in less time, how to stay productive without being stressed, and how to work smarter rather than harder. Today's topic is get more time. Welcome to this new episode of the new Monday Digest. Today's guest is a life and business coach, ex-male model, triathlon athlete, Jack W. Revel. Jack lives in London, he rocks on social media, and he spoke to us about how to lead a successful team remotely or in person while avoiding a burnout. Jack's approach is an all or nothing one, and he's a firm believer that anyone can get the life they want, the ideal life, if the right method is applied with consistency. His method is called the window of life, and it helps to sort out our to-do list and get the most important things done 100% of the time, no matter how busy our life is. But as always, before we get started, remember to follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, at Real New Monday, where we share articles, videos, and the best links on the net every single day. And subscribe to our newsletter, newsletter.newmonday.co. Jack, welcome Hello. to the... For the podcast. Hi guys, how are you doing? Very well, really thanks. Good. We are happy. Where are here. you now? I'm in London. I mean, uh, and it's actually the weather's actually pretty good today. I've uh, it's been blue skies for the last two days, and I think this is this is our week of summer we're going to get. So I'm, I'm making the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, amazing to have you here today. We we actually finally found out about you through link. Uh, sorry, through Instagram first, and then LinkedIn uh, on a, on, a, on a later stage, and. Um, we were all pretty, pretty intrigued by the contents you produce and the kind of energy you put out, and um, and then we said, let's uh, let's get in touch. Let's see if we can uh, have a talk with you and learn uh, and learn something. Mm-hmm. Today, I wanted to talk about kind of practical coaching. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and what practical coaching is is essentially ways in which you can uh, become more efficient in life, uh, whether it be in your work life or, or personal life, that allows you to you know, free up more time, which is one thing that we all want more of, but we can't seem to get more of, um, and, and enable that time to use it for things that you really want to do rather than things you feel like you have to do. And before I go ahead, I wanted to just sort of like touch on kind of what coaching is, what coaching mm-hmm. isn't. There's a bit of a, uh, a stigma around coaching and as a whole, because it's, it's, uh, some people think coaching is therapy. Some people think it's uh, it's it's a mentorship type thing. Some people think it's uh, just a good old chat. It's kind of an element of a lot of those things. But ultimately, coaching as it's defined is taking someone from where they are right now to where they want to go in the future. Okay, so it's all future focused. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing about coaching is that you can really dig deep into what it is that people strive to achieve in life. And a lot of people will find that, you know, this is backed by science, that 95% of your your subconscious mind is telling you what's going on in your world. Okay. So what that says is that actually you're not making your own decisions for yourself. You're making decisions based on your environment, your prior learnings, your, uh, the people that you've, you know, interpreted in your life and, and, and all these things combined create what you think you are meant to be doing with your life. Um, and my job as a coach is to kind of break those rules and break those thoughts and to put you in a position where you're like, you can achieve anything you want. You just have to really, go out and, and achieve it and, and believe in it and, and have a structure of um, frameworks and, and, and tools in which to apply to whichever area of your life you're looking to work on. So um, 
coaching is a is a great is a great way of being able to understand that you can really go out and, and, and do whatever it is you want to do, but in a, in a practical sense. And you get lots of different coaches doing it different, different ways. And I like to incorporate kind of like an all or nothing attitude to coaching. So for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's, it's very much like if you want to achieve something, then, then great. But it means that you, you haven't achieved it yet. So there's going to be things that you're going to have to either trade off or give up or change mm-hmm. in order to be able to get there. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that they think that they can have their life now as well as the life they want in future, but actually it's impossible because you've only got a certain amount of, um, capacity as a human. Um, and it's understanding that, you know, you have to sometimes let go of things in order to be able to move forward with other things. Okay. So with my approach of all or nothing, I kind of like to look at it from a point of view of, well, if you if you could have all of it or none of it, which would you rather have? Uh, and most of the time, <laughs> if they're ready for coaching and they want to be coached, they'll say all of it. So therefore you have to really, you know, dig deep and apply yourself to the, to the techniques in which you want to, to use in your life. And if you do stick to the plan, you will get to where you want to go. So, um, you know, a lot of everyday challenges that come up with, with coaching specifically are based around time, um, focus, discipline, um, habit building, things like that. And, and it's, it's fundamental things that we're never taught at school or, or even really in life generally, we're never sort of, unless we have a mentor, which is somebody that's either been there, done it and got the t-shirt that can kind of go, yeah, that's how you do this thing. You're never really told how to sort of, you know, get through certain aspects of life uh, because loads of things are thrown at you, but you're, you're not, it's not great at, you know, you're great as a human at throwing them back. So what I tend to do is work with people on understanding where the important things lie and ultimately focusing your attention around those important things. So it enables you to become more focused on the important things, therefore building great habits around doing those important things and ultimately freeing up more time to be able to do the things that are a more important, but also not having wasted time with the things that aren't so important. Okay. Um, to give you a bit of background on kind of how this is, how I got into coaching and how this has helped me. And this is why I do it now. My coaching experience has been, kind of based on part interest, but then also part of sort of experience. So I've always been interested in self-development. So for me, it's been a big, big part of my life from, from as long as I can remember. But my my world before I was into coaching was entertainment. I was a male model and an actor and a presenter. So I used to be all over the world and doing all sorts of amazing jobs. Mm-hmm. But meeting lots of different people and, and sort of having to deal with lots of different environments and just situations. And, and I found myself kind of wanting to understand how behavior works and, 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 and sort of humans work in those environments. And I got into a position where I thought, oh, I need to, I need to explore this a bit more. And somebody actually gave me some coaching as a present. And it was the weirdest oh, present cool. I ever received because I didn't really know how to take it. I was a bit like, uh, thanks, I think, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so I took this coaching session and I actually walked in with kind of an open mind, but also a mind of, it's going to give me all the answers I've ever wanted in the world. Like, you know, how much money I'm going to make and where I'm going to live and all these things that I thought were what I wanted, my sort of core values, which are essentially how I now live my life. It's a set set of individual rules that apply only to me that allow me to, whenever something comes up decision wise or an opportunity wise, I can go values. Do they align? Do they not align? Yes. Go for it. No, it's not worth it. And that's kind of what coaching has done for me as as, as in in a practical sense. And it's things like, understanding where you're in the situation and something is serving you or it's serving somebody else, uh, which is something that nobody really thinks about when they're, when they're doing it, but it actually comes back to 
to it can be such a detrimental effect on someone's life when they start doing more things for somebody else than they do for themselves. Um, there's a there's a circle of um, of influence that we talk about in coaching where if you draw yourself in the in the middle of a circle and then were to, to write everything that's that you can influence in that circle and then on the outside of that circle everything that you haven't got influence over but you'd like to have influence over it's amazing where people put things because it start you start to realize that actually in life you don't have that much influence over things that you really want to have influence over so maybe like your job or your or your family life and if you start to realize where the control uh, where your control aspect lies and so through this work and through these frameworks you can essentially figure out right uh, I want to start working on my uh, my fitness or I want to start working on my career or my relationship. And you can start then working out, right, what can I control in these situations? And therefore, then what can I work on? Because ultimately, if it's not in your control, then you can't work on it because it's it's out. there's a, an external factor that needs to be included for you to be able to make it work, i.e. another partner or another another person, your, job, your, your boss at, job, at work or whatever it might be. Um, so when it comes down to like the practical sense of, of using these skills on a day-to-day basis. Um, one of the things I found personally that I also help with a lot of my clients is, is discipline is such an underrated life skill. Okay. Mm-hmm. And discipline in, in its sense means to be able to stick at something, right? It, it just means that you, you commit when you commit to something, whether it be, I don't know, making a, a cup of coffee every morning before you go to work or a, a, an audacious fitness goal, the commitment has to be that you make the decision to do it. But unless you have discipline, it's it's never going to happen consistently and it's never then going to perform what I, I, I like to call like a framework habit that they, then you use from there on out, okay? So one method of, of being able to, I suppose, concentrate, if you like, on on uh, on your on your, um, your discipline and understanding where your 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 important things lie and the things in your life that take priority is what I like to call like the window of life. Okay, and you know when you need the window of life is when you find yourself staring out the window, wondering what it is you should be doing next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you can imagine a square with a line down the middle and a line across. The, the horizontal crying across and you've got the four squares like that in the top left corner you've got the number one okay and these are essentially your priorities okay these are the things that are the most important at the moment in your life and I, when i say in the moment and this is gonna be a kind of a running theme is that nothing is certain until it happens so you can't look too far into the future and what's happened in the past has already happened so you can only learn from that there's no point dwelling on it and creating anxious thoughts around it it's just what's happening right now that's important okay so when you think about importance and urgency they're the two axes on this window so you've got urgency on the top importance down the y-axis and top left hand corner is priorities those are the things that need to be done right now that are important and that are urgent and they're the things that are going to make you progress forward in whatever it is you're 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 doing okay now mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning those things in this window of life you can use as a practical sense every single morning when you wake up you can just fill in these boxes those things in, in, in the one box there should be maximum three things maximum if two two at max maximum but three sometimes is what you need but you won't ever get more than that in there because there shouldn't be more than three important activities for that single day. If there's anything more than three, you need to work out whether you need to push it across to the second box, which is the top right-hand corner, which is the focus box, okay? Now, the focus box is something that's equally important, but it's not quite as urgent, okay? Now, these are the things that are maybe long-term goals, long-term focus, long-term things that are, you know, what well, I could do a little bit of this today, 
but it's not the most important thing. It's something that I can do maybe a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the next day, next week, whatever, and, and work on something as a long-term thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Again, if you get too many of those in that box, you can then move them to the third box. The third box is in the bottom left. Now, these are the things that are not important, but are quite urgent. Okay. And when I say not important, they're not important to you. And again, this is what I come back to saying is it serving you or serving someone else. And they, they need to be done for, by somebody in life is that they take on things that aren't necessarily in their remit. And I see it all the time. Like I have clients that come to me and say, oh, I wish I got this done, this done that we worked on last week, but I had this, this, and this on my plate. And I asked them a question, was it your problem or somebody else's? And it's always somebody else's problem because as humans we we like to help we like to be um able to you know to feel like we're getting that human connection by doing things for other people but actually what we're all we're doing is giving up our most valuable commodity which is time okay time you give away so so frivolously you just you just you know give it to people every time every you know all the all the time in life you give you give your time away but actually you can't you can't give your time away when there's other things that are more important you need to focus on. Okay. So the, the third box, if you like, is the thing too. You could be putting on the back burner to, you know, next week, a week after, whatever it might be, but it's, it's definitely not something you can focus on. And then the last box, which is one that should, if anything, be completely free because there shouldn't be anything in it, but there's always going to be stuff in it is the limit box. And limit box is where it's not important and it's not urgent. And those are things like social media. Those are things like, um, you know, having a having a, a, a coffee break with a with a friend that you could be doing tomorrow. But you know, you, when you've got important things to be doing, it's the things that you need to limit the most. And those are the things that are not serving you, or you're serving your goal, or serving your your ambition that you're working on at that time. Okay, so when you look at the window of life, it, it gives you a really good, clear focus on what it is that you need to achieve. And if you break it down on a day by day basis, it really helps with understanding where that day can be completed and i think a lot of the time when people take their working week they they just look at it as a working week and the working weeks obviously has its sort of cut off and end it's it's, sorry it's beginning its end it's monday to friday but in the middle there's no real clear understanding of what needs to be done when it's kind of just a a mixture of loads of different things where if you break things down, down into a day it can a help you break things down even further into smaller chunks which in turn helps you get them done quicker and better because it's more manageable on the on on, on the brain and on on the uh, on the attention span. Um, but also, it, it helps you understand whether something is achievable in that week or whether it needs to be spread over a bigger amount of time. A, lo- a lot of, um, I mean, corporate wise, I've I've worked with a couple of people who say, "Oh, I've got this 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 project needs to be done. Um, you know, the project needs to be in by this date." I'm saying, "Okay, okay. So how long will that take you?" Oh, it should take me about I don't know, about a week. Okay, break that down. How many how many days is that of a week? How long is your week? Oh, you know, five days. Okay, so how many hours of each day are you going to be spending on it? Oh, probably um, oh probably about three hours. Okay, so so it's going to take you fifteen hours to complete this task. I'm like, oh no, actually, it's going to take longer than that. Okay, so is it really going to take a week? Well, actually, no. It's probably going to take more like ten days. Okay, so based on what you what you know is going to take you, and and obviously factoring in contingency and everything else that goes with life realistically how long is this going to take you to do Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. more like two weeks and do you see what i mean it it comes down to the point that people start then stressing themselves out over a task that doesn't need to be stressed out in the first place giving yourself time to just focus your attention on what needs to be done very very beginning can actually save you a lot more time going forward um it also uh, coming back to talking about delegating and, and and sort of saying yes and no to things i live a philosophy of it's either a hell yes or it's a no. Simple as that. Because 
I don't believe in anything. If you do, if you're not going to do something, well, or, as Warren Buffett says, you're better off doing one or two things well than five things half-assed. Which is which is so true when you think about it, because you're never going to be able to give your full attention to five different things at one go, and they're never going to grow at the pace that you really want them to. They're only going to be able to grow at the energy you give them. So if you're focusing all your attention on one thing, not only are you going to get it done better, but it's also going to be done more efficient, and you're going to feel more accomplished by doing it because you've set yourself out a goal and you've gone out and completed it. And you know, humans, we're fantastic people, but we also live and breathe very simple um, sort of feedback loops. And one of them is the fact that when we complete something, we feel really good about ourselves. You know, <laughs> feeling good about completing things is is a is a big part of kind of you know the feedback loop of of, of success and, and and ambition and drive. Um, so when it comes down to you know looking at your your day versus your week versus your month and all the targets around it, I think a lot of people may have been because of the fact we've lost so much time. It's going to force it's going to push the workforce into a position where they feel like they have to work more than they were before. Okay, and I disagree with that. I think that. If anything, we need to work smarter, not harder. Okay, mm-hmm. and a simple process of the the window of life can actually really help you with just working that little bit smarter. Because a lot of people will be taking on more work than they actually are able to and would need to, um, because everybody's panicking a little bit. And if you just take a little bit of time at the beginning before your day to do this window of life and work it out you'll find that actually you find that you get stuff done quicker because you've got less on your plate that you've given yourself. And if you get to the end of the day and you've got three hours spare, two hours spare, whatever, then great. Start working on something for the next day and get a head start on things. And I mean, everybody loves that feeling of getting a head start on things. It's, okay. it's, it's a, it's a rare, rare feeling, but it's a good feeling. And by, by not overestimating and it's that, as that expression goes, it's, um, uh, under deliver and overperform. Mm-hmm. um, if you can do that with yourself rather than just with clients and other people you see, you will become a happier human because you'll be less stressed. You will become a more focused human because you know exactly what you need to get done. And you'll become a more productive human because you would have got down the things that you said you were going to do. And you will find out a framework that actually works for you going forward. Um, when it comes to the sort of like habits that then this builds, if you do this over time and you get into a good routine, it doesn't become a chore. It doesn't become a thing you just have to think about. It becomes something that you just do. And when you start doing it, when people, and this is what I've found a lot with particularly myself as well as also clients, is that when you start acting like this, people start to ask, oh, how, how, are, you, how are you getting this done? And they start to query. And then you can share your knowledge and share your, your methods with people. And ultimately, if you're serving not just yourself, but also then the flip reverse of what we were saying before, you can then serve others. So rather than looking at it from the other, other way around, how, how am I going to serve me or serve others? If you can serve yourself first and get yourself to a point where you are productively doing really well and you've got your stuff done, people are going to then come to you for help. And then you can serve them by teaching you the same method, methodologies, same frameworks, or even being able to take some of their work off them because you're so productive with your own. Um, so that's the, the window of life. That's one thing I would, I would definitely recommend incorporating into a daily routine if, if, if you haven't yet found a way of managing the workload that's coming into you um, and, and be honest with yourself I think that's a big part of it is understanding that you can't do everything you know you we, we're, not, we're only human we can only do as much as we're, we're programmed to do if you like and we also all have lives outside of what is we're, we're, we're giving ourselves and so ask yourself that question if you are 
got a big project on at work, but you're also trying to juggle a, a, a family and you're trying to run a train for a marathon and you're also taking on this extracurricular activity with your friends, you know, whatever. Just ask yourself, what's the most important thing in your life right now? And concentrate your efforts on that because those things will still be there when you finish, but there might be a better time and you can give more energy to it if you haven't got, if you're not spreading yourself so thin. Okay. Um, does anyone have any questions on that before I go on to... Onto it, so I did. I went on a bit of a <laughs> bit of a, a, I, bit of a ramble there. I do have one question. <laughs> sure. Um, so I can totally see how to use the, the scheme in an everyday life, right? Because mm. I mean, if you are a manager or if you are like a, a person trying to achieve any any kind of goal, you are already using lists. But I think this is already like a next step. We also do this. We call it the impact effort scala. So you do the thing that have the most, uh, you know, the highest uh, impact and and uh, the lowest effort. So, but the thing is, if you want to train for a marathon or something, it, it's, it's kind of an individual uh, goal setting. But mm. how can you apply this scheme if you work with a team? And maybe you have some weakest links. Like how okay. can a team follow the same, the same thing? Yeah. Uh, okay, great question. First of all, the way it works on a larger scale is by having somebody in charge of delegating these particular things. So when it comes to a team environment, if you're looking at the window of life on a certain project, so for example, there's a project that's due in a month's time and it needs to be done and there's 10 people working on the project, you'd sit down and you'd work out, right, what are the important things to do within the project? Not individually, it's about what the project's saying, okay? So what are the, you know, the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours of the particular project that needs to be done is in the task in hand. And then when you figured out kind of what needs to be done, whether it be on a, on a day-by-day or a week-by-week basis, depending on the length of the project, you can then whittle that down to, okay, let's talk about who's going to take on these roles. And that will be based on the people in the company. So whether it be that you get the creatives on that bit, the marketing on that bit, sales on that bit, whatever it might be, but that, that's a discussion between, you know, I suppose the, the management that's looking after the project itself. But this framework you can use essentially to help prioritize what's needed to be done first. And similar to what you're, you said you use already, which is going to have the most impact to allow the team to get the project done the most efficient way possible. Perfect. I, I immediately thought of like now more on an individual level, of course, but of the home office right now for everyone, this window of life is maybe even more important because we are mixing private life and business so much doing work at home that it's even more important to lay out all the priorities. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot to be, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment and people are now starting to transition from what they were doing at home, family life, working from home, not really knowing where their jobs, where their world, where everything's going to now going back into a, a world that's going to be just as crazy in the complete opposite sense to what it was three months ago. And so, yeah, this, this, this priorities importance kind of scale is going to be going to have to be rewritten probably if not daily, at least once a week to figure out what's happening next. And as I said at the very beginning, you know, working out what's important right now is always the key question you have to ask yourself because projects will get completed, things will get delayed, things will have uh, longer timelines, shorter timelines, things will come up, life happens. And so if you're aware, and that's why I say on a day-to-day basis, it's much easier to, to manage because you can you can really focus on just what is important on that day and then assess it again the next and then again the next and ultimately if you've if you've done the, the work in terms of working out what it is the ultimate goal is and that's you know the, the where you're going with with this particular project 
then the 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 these are just the cogs that make it turn in order to be able to get the machine running in in, in its most efficient and most efficient form. Would you see like in the last months that the topics um, you discussed with your clients they changed? Like was it was it a big shift? Hmm. Yeah. So a lot of topics have been talking about pivoting and how what they're doing in life is it is it more am I doing the right thing in life? Am I, if this was to happen again, would I be safe? Um, would, is my job going to be something that I really want to pursue going forward? A lot there's some clients of mine who are fed up with the fact that they're being overworked because half the team has been furloughed and they're still working and be, being paid half as much, but for twice the amount of work. There's also a lot of people that, and I work with a lot of creatives who have decided this is the time to start businesses and mm -hmm. start venturing out on their own, which I think is amazing. And I love working with people like that because there's a big audacious goal at the end of it. And the way I like to work, as I said before, is that all or nothing. I'm like, right, so if you're where you are now, you want to be here in the future, would you rather have that or be where you are right now? And it's always the, the former, you know, I want to be right where I am, right, you know, where I am in the future. So let's talk about that and get excited about that. Mm -hmm. And sort of, as I said, future focus towards where you're going to go. So there's been a lot of positives from my business out of covid and out of what's happened and it's really it's it's forced me as well to sort of look at much more of a of a leadership role within what i do as a coach rather than just a supportive role because there's a lot of people that come to me with problems or challenges that may could be solved actually by themselves or by a former colleague or so by a you know current colleague or by maybe a family member it's more it's more sort of a practical thing But mm -hmm. I work with some people who are actually wanting to change who they are as a person and actually change mm -hmm. their identity to do something different in their life. And those projects take six months to kind of formulate. But I've got clients that I've been working with for, since the beginning of lockdown. It's just an incredible transformation to watch. But um, it's also an incredible, um, it's an incredible way of, of, of being able to sort of see how you can implement small little changes in your life to then become ultimately a big change overall. I was going to just touch on, on, on something about mindset because mm -hmm. mindset for me is, is, is a huge part of what I do. Uh, it's a huge part of how I live my life. It's a huge part of the way in which somebody can define whether they're going to approach a situation or whether they're just going to leave it. Um, and it all comes down to essentially two types. You've got, you know, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, and it's something that's quite widely used, but people that are, currently in a situation like COVID who think that what they've learned up until this point is going to serve them from now on out, unfortunately, are in a, in a fixed mindset. They're the people that were waiting for something to happen to them. The ones that are sort of thinking, oh, you know, I, I just have to wait for this all to pass over and then I can get back to doing what I'm doing. And they're not, they're not seeing the opportunity that, that, that potentially could be. Whereas the growth mindset people are the, the high agency people, the ones that are looking to actually pivot and, and move and go with the flow and essentially work out what they can now do based on the current circumstances, which are out of their control. Okay. And a lot of people that I work with and, and, and also people that I speak to generally have this thing about thinking that they can't do something in the future, but have zero evidence to back it up. And again, it comes back to this whole, this whole thing about If you've got proof that says you can't do something, whether it be start a job, learn a skill, go somewhere, do this, great. What does the evidence say? And it will normally either be a learning bit of evidence, so you can, it will you learn that that was the right way or this was the wrong way. But 95% of the time, 
they have zero evidence to back up their thought process. And, and a lot of what I get is, oh, but I couldn't do this or I can't do that or oh, I can't see myself in that position. And I just ask, well, where's the evidence? And the evidence, and it stumps them every single time because they never, they can never produce it. They can never say, because oh, uh, uh, they have no valid reason to back up the fact that it's never going to work. Okay. Just so, an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, it's exactly that because it's a challenging question. It's something that nobody's ever asked them before. And it requires and them to change. It does, exactly. And, and the thing is with change is you can't change unless your mind has changed. Okay. If you, unless you fundamentally believe, that you can do something, be someone, have something different to what you already have, then there's no way your action, you're not going to be able to put that into action because your brain controls your body. Okay. So if you're thinking one thing and doing another, you're not, you're not connected. There's going to be a, a breakdown at some point, you know, you're going to feel resentment or there's going to be a, it's going to just go wrong. You have to change your mindset before you move into any new situation. And that can take time, but it, it takes practice as well to be able to get to that point in, 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 your, in, in, in that sort of stage of development. And ultimately, when you find that mindset and you find that, that way of being able to think newly about things and you turn sort of negatives into positives and you turn prosperity and, and, and from, from scarcity and all that sort of stuff, you then start to grow. And the growth is where the real magic happens because then you can realize that there is actually a, a real opportunity to see a new world that you hadn't seen before um and and i mean i i work i work with people who who genuinely come to me and say i really want to do this but i have zero idea how to get there and within a session or two they're suddenly coming at me with the answers like no i can do this and i can do that and oh actually if i just talk to that person or if actually you know i went and studied that particular course then you know and then it's like and it's you can just see their their energy and their and their and their life just coming at them at a million miles an hour and, and it's wonderful to watch but it's also even more incredible when they actually go out and do it and they practically put it into into into, into context and you see essentially the fruits of the labor come to, come to fruition. It, it's, an, it's an incredible, incredible thing, but it all starts with mindset. It all starts with mindset. And the one thing, if you were to take anything away from this part of the, part of the talk is that if you're, if, you're, if you're the sort of person that when a problem arises or a challenge arises and you catch yourself saying, oh, I can't do this, right? Try just changing that little word in the middle to how and say, how can I do this? That one little change of words will switch your mind from a negative, I can't do this state, to a searching for the answer, how can I do this state? And automatically, automatically, if I asked you a question of how could I do this, without even thinking, your brain is already going, because uh, 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 it's a question. It's a mm -hmm. question of how can I do this? So, yeah, if you start, if you, if you find yourself stumped by anything, just ask yourself that question. It's a very small shift, but it's That's very That's a beautiful powerful. exercise. Uh, we love to do it as well, like um, the questions, because you always, you can find an answer to a question. But if you just like phrase a problem, then it's really, really difficult yeah, to get the solution for this. I mean, design thinking works exactly with, with a how-to question. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of all the answers. We as humans actually all know a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. And through through design of where we are right now, as I said before at the beginning, the 95% of our thoughts come from our subconscious. And so our subconscious is like that, that sort of monkey brain in our head going like emotion and, and, and fear and, and anxiety and all these other things that kind of make us sort of stop us from doing what we really want to do. Whereas actually we shouldn't be listening to our brain up here. We should be listening to our brain in our, in our gut, you know, our, our, our second brain, they call it, because that, the intuition you get from that, that, that feeling there 
is real. That is, a, that, is, that, is your, that is your inner energy saying to yourself, right, that's a good thing or a bad thing or an exciting thing or a boring thing, whatever it might be. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things in life that will come at you and make you feel weird. And I think weird is actually a side effect of awesome. So if you're feeling weird, something awesome is about to happen, right? It's definitely a slogan I've I've remembered for years, and it's it's always served me quite well. When you feel a little bit weird, it's probably because there's something awesome about to happen. It's how you decide whether it's how it's going to happen, whether it is is how how it happens to you. But it's all a choice. It's all a choice in the mind, and it's all a choice in how you how you react to it as well. Was like a real life session for us, a coaching session with you, Jay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for this. That was the only reason we wanted a coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. I think we um, could go on like forever, but uh, maybe we have to come to the end, right? I think that uh, would be unfortunately, great. yes, maybe we're going to do uh, episode two in a, in a short while. Yeah, no, so I've got um, two quick ones that I, I can give you on um, on productivity, which I think are, are the ones I found really helpful. Um, and I can't believe I've just found them, but they're, they're, they've really helped me in the last couple of weeks. One is um, an app or, or a Chrome extension called Toby, T-O-B-Y, for Google. Um, essentially, what it is is like a bookmark Chrome extension, but on steroids. It's amazing. So what you do is you, instead of having hundreds of tabs open on your computer – you basically just click Toby, so you download it, and it becomes then your in your one browser, and then you can click and drag the the the, the tabs into a certain files. So you can like reading, research, daily uh, emails, whatever. So then, what instead of having all these tabs open and being confused about what's where, you can go into Toby, click one tab open, go right, let me do that piece of work, um, and then close it, and then go to the next piece of work or read it or whatever it might be. Um, and then to take that next step further is to get a Pomodoro timer on your computer. Ah, yes. mm -hmm. So I use Forest app. Forest app is one of my favorites because it plants a virtual tree. And if you get off the app or if you get off the, the, the page that you're on while, uh, while on it, it kills the tree, which nobody wants, obviously. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're two that I've used on, on, on productivity uh, tools. But another one that is a slightly more sort of journaling-based um, sort of hack, if you like, is that um, in the morning when you get up and, and you, if you write, in the, if you write your journal in the evening or the morning, it doesn't matter. But try and try and do this this five three two rule, and the five three two rule is basically where you have five things that you want to complete that day. Okay, mm -hmm. and of those five things, there's going to be two really important ones, right? And then there's going to be three sort of sub things that are important but not as, as urgent. Kind of this box one and two of what I was talking about earlier. Okay, then the two. Two, the, the two things are the two personal things that you want to get done that day and they are time in which you take for you so whether it be meditating exercise reading a book uh going for a walk seeing a friend whatever two things of that day you need to get done for you and then two admin based things okay and they are taking the washing to the cleaners or you know walk with the dog that's your admin whatever but things that are just you had to get done but are not anything that just part of your day okay five five things three things two things i put a little circle and then i just color them in once i've done them and so I, like i complete dots basically for the for the day and uh it, i'll sort of look at my diary halfway through the day and i'll be like God, damn i've got three more dots to fill in okay how can i fill in those dots <laughs> and it might be that i've done all my work for today mm -hmm. and i don't really want to go and do the washing but it's on my list so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go do it so i can cross off the dot okay and for me i found that 
dot crossing and sort of checklisting if, if you like it's, it's definitely helped me be more productive totally. and give me more time to actually concentrate on things that I want to do and obviously set boundaries you know your work is from eight to five or whatever and then after it's your time but in that space of work do things for you do things for the business and do things for life beautiful recommendation thanks so much amazing you are more than welcome yeah. Thank you so much. It was really great having you here. Pleasure. If anyone does want to get in touch with me regarding anything I've spoken about or anything to do with coaching, regardless, you can uh, either drop me an email or follow me on Instagram. All right. Jake, thank you, you so Jake, much. Thank you so much. It was amazing having you here. We learned thank so you. much. Cool. Perfect. Okay. Have a good so afternoon. Enjoy the sun. The yes. Sun. Enjoy yeah. the sun. Have a good one. <laughs> thank you very much.